Here's what happened this morning with Stacey and Clayton. Having a drink served in a cup that isn't necessarily meant for it. Uh, Mark on the crew's Facebook page also posted it. He was drinking coffee out of an A&W root beer mug. One of the big, well, I would think it was like a mid-sized one. Oh, that Mark. And orange juice out of a coffee mug. Oh, my goodness. And the people, whore. The, the girl in question, she was like, no, nah, I would not drink that. I Orange juice out of a coffee mug? What are you, tr- Why? And it just raises the question because people were quite passionate about that post, right? Like about drinking coffee out of a clear mug, how it doesn't feel right. They have to drink it out of like a ceramic, you know, not see-through one. Receptacle. 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 I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like I understand when it comes, like when you're an adult and you're drinking coffee, it's coming down to like the actual experience, the enjoyment, how you feel. It's your tradition. Maybe you have a favorite mug from a friend. It just feels good, right? I understand wanting a certain kind of mug, but honestly, if it's in a glass mug, who cares? No, for me, that's a giant red flag. If you're super picky about the type of mug you need, like I just need my mug. High maintenance much? Yep. Red flag. <laughs> really? Red flag. If you're, come on, like, I can't drink my orange juice out of a mug. Wow, you seem super down to earth and chill. <laughs> yeah, you seem orange juice out of a mug. But like, no. I would, I would never, Grow up. I would never not drink it, but I would just kind of be like, oh, that's interesting. I see a glass in your cupboard. Uh, excuse me, did you just pour <laughs> a glass of milk into a Moscow mule glass? You know, only Moscow mules are supposed to go. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. These glasses cost $13 each. I'm going to put whatever I want in there, okay? Like, right? Like, I'm the exact opposite. One time, the dishes were so bad at our house, I just got a two-liter jug of soda, cut it in half, and used that as a cup. Wow. I saw I saw an episode of Trailer Park Boys where Ricky did it, and I'm like, that's a good idea. Genius. <laughs> Didn't want to do the dishes, just... <laughs> Makes it more. Instead of washing one cup, I got an empty two-liter from the recycling and a cut knife it. and cut it off. It was much easier. At the time. See, and that's the thing. When you're young, you yeah. don't care. Oh, Stacy, this was like six weeks ago. And now it's time for another edition of That One Friend. We all have that one friend who just sucks at food recommendations. <laughs> like, they're so bad at it. Totally. So, so bad at it. You're pretty good. Well, thank you. When it comes to food recommendations, like, you know some hidden gems. Some, you trust me? Some divey places. Like, you're exactly what a food recommendation friend should be. Well, because I also know you. I'm not going to recommend mm-hmm. something weird to you See, that you wouldn't like. See, that's the key. you got to know the person who you're recommending places for. Uh, there are three different types of the bad food recommendation friend. There's the friend who will recommend things like thousands of kilometers away. <laughs> oh, you love pasta? Next time you're in Goose Bay, Newfoundland, yeah. you got to go to <laughs> Larry's pasta joints. When am I going to be in Goose Bay? Yeah. When? Am I going to remember this eight years from now when I happen to be in Goose Bay? No. No. Like, oh, if you're ever in Santa Fe, you got to... Ch- I'm Does not talk going to stand. Santa Fe. <laughs> Uh, then there's the one friend who recommends like the most obvious places that everyone has been to. Oh, have you, have you ever tried the Bandera bread at Boston Pizza? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, what? Every, every Canadian has. Yeah. Oh, you, you love sandwiches, hey? Have you ever been to this place called Subway? It's really good. They got them in Home Depots now. Oh my God. And then there's the friend who will like recommend awful places oh yes awful places oh you love this you gotta go to like the ask with the rink for the steak <laughs> no <laughs> that's not what i heard no like, <gasps> if you're bad at recommending places that's okay but this friend they always they always gotta pipe in oh absolutely stop because they think it's worthwhile turns out it's not 
If you love tacos and you find yourself in Des Moines, Iowa, like, <laughs> no! Somebody near my house decided to celebrate the long weekend with fireworks, <gasps> which I actually, I don't mind. <gasps> but here's the thing. Fireworks at 3.30 in the morning. <sighs> I know. That's exactly how it's I a felt. long weekend, Stacey. Who cares? No. Okay, like I said, I, obviously, you know how much I love bylaws. <laughs> They're there for a reason. But the, the noise one, we talk about that one a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like cutting the grass, having jam sessions, loud parties, whatever. Technically, 11 p.m. If you're setting off fireworks on a May long weekend at midnight, whatever. One o'clock. Okay. 3.30 in the morning. 15 minutes ago, we were just talking about how my neighbor got the cops called on him because he was having a jam session in the garage. And you were like, oh, man. Yeah, but that was a seven p.m. No, 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 that was that seven was p.m. I'm quoting Stacy here. She police. said, and I quote, "Screw the police." I sure did not. That's exactly what she said. And now she's like, "Oh, fireworks!" Ooh. But you know what else? I'm a little bit cheesed is because a it, bitch. Watch your language. I'm sorry. Fiona woke up. Mom, I heard a okay. sound. And that's the thing. Is it then she was up, then I was up. I didn't sleep until five thirty. Oh God. I'm one of those people that thinks if it's a long weekend, meh. Normal weekend, okay, that's that's not cool. 3.30, we all got stuff to do. It's the long weekend in Saskatchewan. The May long weekend. Laws don't apply. I just it's, feel like that It's was... like a purge situation. Okay. Not all laws, but you know what? <laughs> yeah, fireworks. rob that bank Whatever. and you were young, fireworks. You were young once too, Stacey. I was not setting fireworks off at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah, you were a good Mennonite girl. That's You'd right. set them off at noon. <laughs> It's that time of year where you realize that children ruin thunderstorms. Children ruin a lot of things, Stacey. You know what? I have a list, but I'm not going to get into but it. But they also bring <laughs> a lot of joy and laughter they into our lives. They absolutely do. But and we, that's how it evens itself out. We were just talking before about how nice it is to watch a thunderstorm, mm-hmm. right? And when you were you know, a kid, I used to get up with my dad. We'd go up to the living room window, watch a storm together, back to bed. Um, the thing is, now when you hear that first roll of thunder or see the flash of lightning, you're like, oh, sweet, a thunderstorm. And then instantly... It changes to, please don't wake my kid. Please don't wake up my kid. Please don't wake up my kid. And then it's just ruined. You spend the whole time waiting for them to just wake up. Especially if your kid is like Mark Wahlberg in the movie Ted, scared of thunder, needs a thunder buddy for life, right? That's not a good thing. If your kid's scared of thunder, you got to do the whole put him back to bed, it's okay thing. If you got a kid who loves thunderstorms, that's an awesome bonding moment, like you said. I guess, yeah. That's a great core childhood memory there. But then if you have to spend 20 minutes getting them back to sleep. You just want to crack a beer and watch the thunderstorm. That's what adults want to do. Just sit there, drink a beer, and watch it rain. That's when you know you're lame and old, by the way. Oh, it's raining? I gotta go watch it. Uh, dogs. They're the other thing yes. that ruin thunderstorms, Definitely. right? Your dog just whining and complaining. Mm-hmm. I have a dog that loves thunderstorms. I'll open the door, like the little little screen door for her. She'll just sit there, and she can't see. She doesn't yep. have eyes. So she'll just sit there and listen to the rain, and then when lightning strikes, she's just like, huh? What? And she loves it. She just loves listening to it. Nice. So I got one of those bizarro world dogs that just happens <laughs> to love thunderstorms. It's great. So we just, I was going to say watch the thunderstorm together, but my dog doesn't watch anything. It's been what? Five, six days since the scooters arrived in Saskatoon. Mm-hmm. The e-scooter pilot project running for two years. Don't worry, it's not costing you any of your tax money. It's a company mm-hmm. that's set up shop 
to rent scooters in Saskatoon. And I have seen so many posts of people sharing the random spots they're found in. And this happens in every city that they're located in. I remember the ones from Edmonton. Very entertaining. And it is just random pictures of scooters abandoned. And when you get to your destination, that's what you do. You, you just leave them there. No, no. But, okay, I saw one literally on the overpass on Taylor that mm. goes over a circle. That was not somebody's destination. Maybe Buddy ran out of credits. That's what I mean. It's just so bizarre that, like, I thought... Maxed out the old visa on, on scooter rides, and it's like, nope, sorry, bud, this is where your ride ends. I cannot actually scoot home. Yeah. I just thought that they had a radius of, like, the downtown. I didn't realize you could try to take them home to your residential home in the suburbs. Oh, it's the wild, wild west out there, Stacey. It really You can is. take these things wherever, right? Like, I saw one, it was, like, on Warman Road. Again, middle of Warman Road just on that path there. there, just hanging out. And that's the other thing. Somebody's job is to go out there and yes. rescue all these little scooters that are abandoned. Because you were, this morning, you didn't know how the truck system works. Someone basically just drives around yeah. like at the end of the night or every GPS. few hours. And they, they can track them, pick them up, wrangle them back on little charging pads, charging ports, whatever you want to call them. Are those pads the charging pads? I don't know. But some people thought that, oh, well, like who's going to go out there and get this scooter? No, they have like a little scooter wrangler, a scooter cowboy, if you will, oh, a scooter that goes around with a lasso. I would And they lasso that. the scooter from outside. No. That would be super so badass. So Wow, that would be cool. <laughs> I spent all weekend long eating pepperoni pizza. You did! Two legendary stops on the quest to find Saskatoon's best local pepperoni pizza. Mm -hmm. I went to Venice House on 8th Street. Yeah. Now, some people were giving me flack. The, the real Venice Sutherland. House, it's in Sutherland. Oh, it's on 33rd. Oh, easy, Venice House yeah. fans, okay? People are very passionate about Venice House in this city. Everyone has, like, a late at night, bad decisions were made, mm -hmm. Venice House story. Yes. And it was 3.30 in the morning, and we were eating Venice House pizza at the table. <laughs> Everyone has that story. Yeah. I like, ask anyone over the age of 45, where's the best pizza in town? They'll say... Venice House. Venice House. Uh, another place I went to, and I just posted the video up on the Facebook page. Same with the Venice House dun, one. Dun, dun. Uh, they got an 8.9. The Venice House got an 8.9. Uh, went to Vern's yesterday. Right. The most controversial pizza place, dare I say, in Western Canada. <laughs> okay. Because if you were just to be visiting Saskatoon, you're staying in a hotel, and you're like, oh, this is Vern's place. Okay, I'll order a pepperoni pizza. And you get what I got. It was a 20 meat layer, Stacy. Well, see, I, I just ordered a pepperoni pizza Vern's and they made it like that shaves thick style. their meat so mm -hmm. it's all like layered and crumply and it's bizarre. You would think that like the middle would be cold with all the meat layers in there, but no, yeah. it's cooked throughout. It's nice and fresh, nice lot of cheese on mm -hmm. there and the crust is surprisingly like light and crispy. Like it kind of catches you off guard. Well, because you're probably thinking of that T-Rex one that yeah. they have where one piece weighs eight pounds. It's, Again, this yeah. piece weighed like six and a half pounds. It was right <laughs> up there. And check out the video on the Facebook page, the Instagram, the Twitter, all the all the crew social medias. Went to Vern's in Venice House. Vern's got an 8.8. Gave Venice House the slight edge. It was just the sauce. And again, I'm not a big meat layer guy. Like yeah, it was, you like one or two of the basic pepperoni. Hey, you know what? I'll take five or six meat layers. Like oh. Venice House was six to seven meat layers. And that's okay. That's like my meat layer Max. ceiling there, right? <laughs> 20 to 25 is pushing it. Here's uh. the thing. I, 
I was scared for this one because Vern's Pizza fans, they're hardcore. They are. They are passionate. <laughs> they will talk to you for 30 minutes about Vern's Pizza. They're not a paid spokesperson. No. They're just huge fans. And if you're like, uh, it's okay. Eh, it's okay. What? what are you talking about? It's the best pizza in the world. Stacey and Clayton, weekday mornings 6 to 10 on Cruise.